Here's the deal is brought to you by VEBS, Veteran Essential Business Services. We are your air support. We have your six. Hey, everybody. How's it going? This is uh, Chris Flowers, your host of Here's the Deal. As you can tell, the audio has been upgraded. Working with my main man over here, Mario, outside the wire, Aguirre of Fallen 360. I mention him all the time on the show. Um, we literally just went down, bought some new gear, tested it out, as you can hear. Much better upgrade than before. Uh, I actually am recording from Fallen 360 Studios <laughs> here with Mario. And um, just wanted to do, like I said, what, I, what we try to do here <clears throat> at Here's a Deal is that we're trying to inspire veterans to pursue their passions and pursue their dreams, right? So part of it is giving you the tools that I have from the financial sector to help you uh, start the business or if you already have an up and, up and going business, run it more efficiently. So I try to give you those tools. I'm going to have uh, subject matter experts come in and they're going to talk about different things, whether it's a, you know, accounting or attorney or uh, social media marketing, whatever that is. Okay. Just like I said, just to give you the different tools that you need uh, to see succeed in your business. But what we also want to do is that we also want to uh, bring on veterans to interview that are um, pursuing their passions and their dreams and they're successful and what uh, that way we can inspire other people to say, Hey, if he could do it, I can do it. So uh, part of what we're doing here, like I said, I want to bring in Mario from Fallen 360 because Mario, uh, prior U S army soldier, he was a uh, 13 Bravo. So he was a gun bunny. I was, I was 13 Fox trial as an FO. So I was his eyes. He was the bang, bang. And, uh, like I say, he went from being, uh, uh, gun bunny to now he's pursuing his passion podcasting. And he also runs, um, year round Patriot woodworking. He, um, what's the food truck, Mario? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you me off guard. if, if you, if you've ever listened to fall in 360, it's the healthy Mason jar. ever. <laughs> oh, the healthy Mason jar. That's right. If you was, ever listen to Fallout 360, to, I was trying to find something clever to say, and then I was like, nothing came to my head. So, but if you ever listen to Fallout 360, since I think episode one, your timing has always been so off. Always, always. That's like that's like your signature, though. So if if your timing wasn't yeah. off, I think something was wrong. Yes. So, <laughs> we um, have. so first of all, I want to say thank you, but I love the 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 tone of your voice. It's so soft, it's so different than my co-host on Fallen 360 <laughs> and like like Chris said if you've ever been on that I've ever heard that show uh that's Crystal right mm. she's uh she's a little a little bit louder than than us but um anyways thanks man um no uh yes you're right uh Fallen 360 got year-round Patriot and then we've got you know uh, a healthy mason jar as, a, as our as our food truck you know and mm. me and Crystal both are veterans and we both have real jobs too so it's all <laughs> and kids and and kids too yeah yep. so it's uh when you talk about finding new things to keep you busy volunteering and just kind of working and and even making a little bit of extra cash and pursuing you know your 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 passions you were yep like i guess you could say we we can check all those boxes absolutely so. Absolutely. So tell people a little bit about you, about, you know, your background and like how to join the army and everything like that. And then 
yeah, I mean, he's a graphic artist. I mean, he does artwork. He's, I'm in, I'm in the studio right now. I've just seen the different work and things that he does. I've seen a lot of his artwork and stuff like that. So again, you know, you could be, you know, 11 Bravo, you can be, you know, ground pound or whatever, doing a bunch of who is shit, but you know, we're trying to inspire people to follow the passions in their heart. You know what I'm saying? So uh, tell everybody kind of a little bit about your background and like that. And then, you know, how you started, you know, but what drove you to start really pursuing what you wanted to do? Yeah, man. Um, I joined shit in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was 23 years old at the time. So um, I kid that I was older because in, in reality, that is older, you right? Were, yeah. Most kids are 17, 18 when they're joining, right? So I was 23 years old. I was an old guy there. Um, but, um, you know, I always wanted to join, even when I was in high school, right? But coming from Mexican parents, you know, like, no, mijo, you cannot join the military. <laughs> I don't want you to die. You know, they have no understanding. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a first generation. No, I'm, I'm not even a first generation. I was born in Mexico myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, I didn't have that that background in my family for, you know, a, a military background. Right. So they didn't understand that. So every time that I, I tried to join or even talked about it, I was always, you know, blocked, shot down, right? yeah. shot down. So, but eventually, you know, I, I, you know, I, I did it, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I looked at the, um, the uh, national guard mm-hmm. and I was like, well, those guys fight fires and, uh, they do all kinds of cool stuff here in the States. And, uh, I was going through a divorce at the time too. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life and I was like, I needed some kind of change. Right. And, um, I wanted to, to stay home or close to home uh, from what I understood from what my, my, uh, my research had told me. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I was gonna say what your recruiter told you Well, before, before <laughs> my recruiter. So I, I was like, I, I like all this stuff, you know, cause law enforcement, even fire department, all that stuff always interested me. So to, to be honest with you, I didn't really understand what all this was right i was just kind of like i said i didn't have that background i didn't grow up with a military family nobody really to explain to me what it was i think i had one cousin that had joined the army like in the late 80s early 90s something like that mm-hmm. so that was about it right now it's 2003 and i've got nobody to guide me so i'm just literally researching myself and uh i find a recruiter you know national guard i go up there and they you know i, I do my asvap like everybody else and you know my 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 scores come back and they're like well you've got all these different options and you know you could do this you can do that you can be a fueler you can be this and but our, our unit is we have mainly artillery 13 bravos right and there's also a bonus for that too uh what does uh what does a 13 bravo do i asked you know or canning crew member as he as he made it sound mm-hmm. Uh, he goes, you make things go boom. And I was like, and I get $10,000. Sign me (laughs) up, up. sign me up. (laughs) So I didn't know any better. Um, I mean, I didn't know I wasn't going to make $80,000 a year when I got out of the military, like (laughs) my recruiter promised, you know, uh, all I thought was like, this is it. I've made it like, if you're a Merc. I guess. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But, um, so that was it, man. That's how I, I joined, went to basic training, uh, came back and yep, uh, I had no understanding of even then I still obviously I went through basic, but I still didn't really understand what the National Guard did other than my job. Right. I actually want to go active duty. As soon as I, I finished basic, I was like, I, I love this. I love I want to continue doing it. And uh, I actually did start talking to an active duty recruiter when I got back. Uh, comes back about a month later, says, Hey, uh, guess what? I can't go forward with your, your paperwork because you're been placed on hold. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. So 
um, I start talking to, you know, National Guard folks and I was like, well, how can I get an active duty job with the National Guard? How can I go active? And they're like, well, we'll, we'll look, we'll look into it. We'll see what there is. Of course, being a private, there was nothing for me, you know? Right. And, uh, but a month later I get a call from one of my sergeants says, Hey, I got a job for you. I was like a job. I was like, yeah, he's like full time in the National Guard. Awesome. He's like, yep, you're going to get orders. So just show up Monday at, at 6 a.m. Cool. I show up. There's this other freaking private there. And he's like, dude, aren't you excited? I was like, yeah, man, we're going to get to work full time. And, and I get to wear the uniform. And remember, I had just graduated basic training no more than two months ago. So I was super excited. You know, I was I was I was squared away. I was squared away. My uniform looked sharp. I looked mm-hmm. sharp. I was still in great shape. And um, he's like, yeah, man, it's going to be awesome, bro. We're going to Iraq. I was like, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that's that's how I found out we were getting deployed <laughs> from another <laughs> fucking private. But this this NCO is like he's like yeah I got you a job I was I like got you a job. Right. So finally yeah we get into formation. Turns out I was part of the advance party mm-hmm. for a unit. Uh, ended up uh, going to Fort Hood for six months. Then uh, uh, about a year, a uh, little over a year uh, after that, in, in Iraq, right? And it was a great. I grew up. I'll tell you what. I grew up in that that you know eighteen month deployment from from training all the way to the end. Um, I grew up a lot. You mm-hmm. know, I learned a lot about the military. And at this point, um, two years into the military, I had done nothing but active duty now because basic training four months and then a year and a half or a little bit over you know, training and, and deployed. Mm-hmm. So at this point I was like, okay, cool. Um, I don't know if I like this so much anymore. Cause <laughs> it was, it was, it was tough. Right. Right. Um, but I wanted, I wanted to go active duty. So I, I don't know if I can go back to just this one weekend a month thing. I wasn't used to that. I hadn't done it. Right. And so I come back and then, you know, I, like I said, I was going through divorce at the time, but I was still trying to make things work. My family, um, you know, with my son, they ended up back here in Arizona I was like, all right, well, I got to go back there. I got to go chase. I can't be away from my son anymore. So I came here and that's how I ended up back in Arizona. Okay. And I, um, I, you know, I, I, I stopped going to drill. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I stopped going for about, cause at, at, at that time you would, you didn't have to go, you didn't have to go to drill for like three months when you first came back, when you oh. first came back oh, from Iraq, yeah, okay, yeah. uh, because they gave you like those 90 days or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I, I didn't. And but after a while, I started getting calls like, hey, um, you're supposed to be coming back. So eight months later, I get a call like, dude, we're, you're going to be AWOL if you don't come back. So I literally didn't show up for eight months. I said, fine, I have to transfer. So I ended up transferring to Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, came here to an awesome unit, one of my favorite fucking units that I was ever in, another artillery unit. I got soldier of the of the year. I mean, I I, I got I I I wound up the ranks. That's where I got you was know the first one eighty. Eventually, yep, first the one eighty. That's, that's what I, that was part of that yeah. was the F, I was the FO. I was thirteen foxtrot there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah but I got out were, in 03. You know, so you got out. Yeah, and this was by this time it was already oh oh six. Mm-hmm. You know, two thousand six. So you know, I um, but then they got rid of artillery. Mm-hmm. Got rid of artillery, so I had to find a new home. And you know, to make a a long story, you know, long. Uh, I, I ended up with a public affairs unit and someone said, Hey, you know, you've got a year left, you know, if you want to go to public affairs, you'll learn a lot. You know, you love video, you love audio, you love all this other technical digital shit. Why don't you, um, just go to public affairs, go to their school, get trained. And then when you get out, you can do your own shit. And, um, I did. And they go, and plus last time they got deployed, they went to Florida, CENTCOM. Cool. Join month later fucking going to Iraq. <laughs> so I ended up in Iraq again. I had to grow up again in a whole different world, right? 
uh, learn digital media and all that stuff. And so that's really what kind of opened my eyes to this whole new world. And at the end of the day, dude, I did 11 years in the fucking military. Mm -hmm. I was deployed to the border mission. I was gone to Iraq twice. Um, I learned media. I learned about artillery. I learned some fucking infantry shit with amongst all the different training that I went through. Uh, I mean, you name it, you know, there was a lot of different shit, you know, no, I wasn't fucking like a who a fucking special forces guy. No, I wasn't a ranger or anything else, but I learned a ton of shit about life. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm here to say is that don't ever, you know, close any doors because you never know what you're going to learn. And so if I would have said no to all these different trainings and schools and uh, opportunities in the military, I don't think it would have gave me that courage to do the things that we talked about at the beginning to do them now. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so that's, that's kind of my weird, you know, military st story. And I, well, I, I'll, I'll end it with this the last three years. Cause it was a really weird history for me mm -hmm. in the military. I did a lot of weird shit that most people don't do these, these jobs, right. From going from artillery to public affairs, to working on layout design of a newspaper, uh, to, um, working with yellow ribbon. Mm -hmm. Yellow ribbon programs where I learned to give back to other veterans, to uh, education, to money, to therapy. I learned all the ins and outs and the intricacies of all that shit and, and, and the VA and, and the, the Department of Veteran Services. And that's where I kind of learned all that. And then eventually it led me to, you know, my career after the military, which then led me to fucking meeting you. <laughs> right. Because you were kind of involved in your life. You were, yeah, you were involved in the same shit. I was actually working for a nonprofit at that time and, uh, you were in the same world, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think from there, kind of our passions just led us to go down the same path. And now here we are. And eventually I said, you know what, I could reach more people with the podcast and maybe I'll just have, you know, do something fun, something real. So mm -hmm. that's, that's what got me <laughs> where I am now. All right. And then, uh, <laughs> Like I said, it's uh, how long have you been into art? Have you always been to art since you like you were a little kid, or like art's always been yes since I was a kid. Uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you what, in the military, I kind of lost that right, especially when I was doing artillery shit because yeah. you're around a bunch of dudes. Right. You know, you don't got time for art, right? Who's uh, who's got time for that? Um, and I was busy going to schools and and trying to you know progress in my career and shit like that. But when I got out of the military, I kind of started back up and. I found out that's another great freaking way of uh, form of therapy. Okay. So, you know, obviously from there, it went into woodwork, then mm -hmm. talking year round Patriot now. Mm -hmm. So year round Patriots, my, it's like started off as a, I mean, it still is a hobby, but I've sold woodwork, yep. you know, so that's not bad, you know, little extra income, little money yeah, in my absolutely. pocket, but, um, got into, you know, painting and, you know, military related stuff. Most of the paintings you see here, right there, the yep. one behind me, like, yep. that's all my stuff. It's all military related, all that digital artwork. We'll have pictures uh, on the uh, Instagram and yeah. Facebook and all that. So, so that's how, you know, that's a, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing that um, I just got into just for fun. You know, mm -hmm. it turns out that it was actually helpful. <laughs> that's so. awesome. So <clears throat> tie that all in. So tie that all in how, you know, you start out really more as an as an artist as you were a kid. You end up joining the military, and you know, you're you know 13 Bravo. You're doing you know public relations work and things like that. And then now, like I said, pursuing the things like the podcast and uh, you're around Patriot things like that. So how how did that correlate? Like how did you say okay, you know, why how did one inspire the other or lead to the other? Um, well, I, I think the podcast one was inspired 
by the fact that, and you can probably attest to this too, right? There's a lot of programs out there trying to help veterans. Um, they say they know veterans, but the reality is that it's run by non-veterans. And even the people that are veterans, they're not really looking out for the veterans. They're looking out for their pockets. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about there's nonprofits and, and, and other organizations too, um, including some government organizations out there, right? Um, they're not, they're not connecting with real veterans, you know? Um, and so I was like, I, I didn't want to be part of that world anymore. So I was like, I, I want to do something where I'm connecting with the real veterans, the language that we speak, you know, it's not the shit that they talk about, you know, in these freaking board meetings, people in suits. And you remember, oh, you yeah. remember when, you know, going to, to my old office and remember how we used to walk around and the trainings we used to do walking around in suits and ties yeah, and, yeah. and talking this weird fucking language that nobody fucking cares or understand, not <laughs> any real veterans. Right. When, when I looked at the rosters of the people we were training, it was all fucking government employees. Yeah. Some of them happened to be veterans, or they were therapists, or it was everybody else that had some sort of interest in helping veterans or get money from the veterans. Mm-hmm. But it was never the real veterans that needed the help. They weren't the ones attending this. Because guess what? The flyers, the verbiage that we use, none of that was getting their attention. So right, right. it was one big circle jerk where, you know, the government, whoever else was, you know, the nonprofits, they were all just patting each other on the back, training each other and, and, you know, writing, you know, freaking fake numbers. To me, it was all fake numbers, man. Mm. It's all about a numbers game. And when mm. I saw that, I was like, we're not, we're, and here the real veterans are out there. They're not coming to our trainings. They're not coming to our events. You look around and you'd look at these trainings. You get a bunch of corporate douchebags bunch walking of, in. Yes. And like I said, even better, I was one of myself. Mm-hmm. suit and tie and this and that and you just tell yourself you're doing these great things and so i'm like i need to do my own shit mm-hmm. and so that's when i started the podcast you know mm-hmm. um and we wanted to just be real and i figured you know <laughs> at, at first yeah we were trying to give advice and we were telling people you know do this do that and that's kind of where you came in you were introduced to us by another veteran doing the same thing i believe it was jessica jessica right yep, jessica Rose, yep. and uh she's doing amazing stuff too and yep um and so we all kind of hooked up and you were doing a lot of great stuff for veterans as far as like financial advice and things like that and i was like that's awesome and you came on the show and Mm -hmm. you talked about financial advice and you were you came on a few times and talked about different things eventually the show evolved to where now we just talk Mm -hmm. right and me and crystal now crystal's my, my my partner in crime she's also a veteran and um we talk about anything and everything, right? We have segments. We talk about serial killers. We talk about, you know, we also interview, you know, veterans that are doing great stuff in the community, which, you know, you will be on the show on season two. This will be your first time on season two. You've been on season one, like numerous times. In fact, you even co-hosted or hosted the show a few times when you helped me out when I was in in a bind. So I appreciate that. Thank you. And that's what we do for each other. Absolutely. But full, full disclosure. Yeah. I was the first interview that they had on fallen 360. So I made it a point when I started this podcast that Mario was going to be my first first interview interview. (laughs) because that's just the way we do it. But in a couple of weeks or depending on when this show drops, um, you know, you're going to be, I think it's the the 24th. Correct. You're going to be on that on, on fallen 360. And we're going to talk the same, like what motivates you? You know, what do you do that motivates others? Um, So like I said, that's what me and Crystal do. The conversation is open to anything because guess what? That's what veterans do. Mm-hmm. We talk about everything and anything. 
If you were to tell me that, you know, there's no veterans that like comic books, full of shit. shit. Yeah. Veterans love arguing about comic books. <laughs> Hell yeah. Veterans are nerds. Veterans love guns. Veterans love woodwork. Veterans love artwork, right? We're not we, just a bunch of, you know, mouth breathers walking around with helmets and, you know, guns and shit. Like, you know, we, we have like mines and we There are some. And, yeah. <laughs> well, those are Marines. So yeah, there you go. Sense. Yeah. But at the, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what we wanted to do is mm -hmm. just we, we evolved, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. We evolved from what we started off as in season one. And the reason why I have seasons is because I came up with this whole theory of like, I couldn't keep doing this podcast with all the other stuff we were doing on the side and with all our, our volunteer work and things like that every week and have the same enthusiasm. So I was like, I need to come up with real themes, right? So I put a pause and you know, we ended up with 75 episodes in mm -hmm. season one. And I put a pause and for a few months, you know, I gathered all my thoughts. I created these new themes where we talk about, you know, actual themes that are involved, you know, you know, that, that veterans would enjoy. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, other people would enjoy too, because I figure if we can bring veterans and civilians together to listen to the same shit and, and, and gather and, and talk to each other online and social media and things like that, that's what we really need. We need veterans to just adapt. We need veterans to just be like everybody else when it comes out because here's the deal there's only a small percentage of i think less than 10 percent of the population are veterans right we can't expect the civilians to adapt to our style we have to adapt to their style if we want to be successful right just like any mission you have to adapt mm -hmm. to be successful on the outside right and same thing with your finances right same thing with your jobs you know you you can't I, I i always disliked and i, I don't say hate because hate's such a strong word especially when it comes to my fellow veterans but i really 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 dislike when veterans come out and say fuck civilians you know they don't know what i've been through and i i ain't gonna freaking i ain't gonna report to a civilian boss i'm i'm, I'm that's not me you know i'm gonna do me and i'm gonna be who i am i am not gonna adapt and they go from one job to another job mm -hmm. to another job and at the end of the day, they're not successful and neither are the rest of the veterans out there because they give us veterans that are really trying to do good for our families, our community, they give us a bad name, mm -hmm. right? And so my whole thing is we need to integrate. People always say, well, you know, there's a veteran organization, you should go through that and it's all just veterans. That's great because you will find positivity. You'll find people that know what you've been through, which is also a good thing. But I also suggest that people join a freaking regular gym or a regular club or somewhere else where there's regular people so that you learn to adapt. They learn how you are and why you are the way you are. And you learn why the fuck civilians do civilian shit, right? <laughs> right. Uh, because at the end of the day, you got to remember, you were civilian too before you joined the military. For the most part of your life, you were a civilian. So a lot of it is just a front too. These guys don't want to get out of that fucking life. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, to be successful, it's almost, it's almost kind of like being institutionalized in a way. Like if you got, if you got a guy who's been in prison for right. a while or something like that, and then to get out in the outside world, they're used to that structured environment. They're used to that. Okay, we're going to get up at you know, you know, oh dark thirty, we're doing PT, and after that, we're doing yeah. this and such and such, blah blah blah. And where now, you know, it's all on you. It is. Yeah, it's all on you. Like you know, it's, you're 100 percent accountable for your shit for all your stuff. So, and I'm not saying to yeah. lose that veteran side of you always no. hold on to that hold it's, on to a lot of those i think that's the thing that we try to do here in the show too is like, it, like a there are there are just some times where you know we don't fit we don't fit with the civilian crowd right things like that where um but i want you to hone those skills you know take the skills that you learned 
You know what I mean? And like I said, so a lot of things that you had said that by, you know, accepting the training that you took and doing the things that you did, it inspired, you know, you knew you could start a podcast because you knew you could do it because you just had that confidence in yourself yeah. that you can get this done or, you, or, you know, whether it was, you know, you're on Patriot or healthy Mason jar, you knew, and you were confident enough in your own self that you said, Hey, I could do this. We can do this. Crystal and I can do this. So yeah, I definitely it. learned that in the military. Yeah. So I want the veterans to be inspired. You know, again, sometimes like I said, you're just, you're kind of in that thing where you're going, you're doing different jobs and like you're, you aren't fitting in or whatever. Maybe you need to start your own business. That's true too. Maybe you just need to do your own thing. And now again, you know, when it comes into, everybody wants to start this nonprofit and save all these people and do all this kind of stuff. There's a lot of nonprofits out there. You can go volunteer time with yeah. We're talking about <laughs> if you want to start a business, you got to start like an actual business profitability and you know, things like that. Yeah, but, Be realistic, right? Yeah. Be realistic with your goals. And also here's the other piece too: know yourself, right? You really have to know yourself. Like yeah. if you really think that you're not going to adapt, first of all, I say, try to adapt. But if you really know yourself, you get to know what you really want. That's the key. But that's but that's like any entrepreneur though, whether yeah. they're civilian or or mil, you know military, non-military, or whatever. There's just something you, entrepreneurial spirit. Some people just have it, it's like they just they can't conform to you know the the, the corporate. They, they just they have this thing where they have, I want to do it this way. Right. I want to do my own thing. Where again, that's what we're trying to inspire people to do such things. But I like what you're saying too. Is like, hey, you know what? We are. The, the the smallest minority in this country. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have to adapt to civilian life because we can't go around, you know, telling our employees, you know, grab some real estate, knock right. out 25. Exactly. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Although I have done that before, but that's, yeah, that's a different story, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we used to do training for civilians to understand military culture, which is all great. And it was fun training. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, nobody's going to adapt to your style. It's all fun and games events. A lot of these companies do it because it's the cool thing to do yeah. at the time. But when, when that goes away, when the wars go away, they're not here. Right. They're not here. Exactly. So uh, we're coming up, um, we're coming up on our time here. So just uh, quickly, if you want to wrap it up, what do you have to say to uh, the veterans that are out there other than subscribe to uh, fallen 360 podcast? Um, yeah, man, <laughs> just be you know yourself mm -hmm. really do get to know what you want know what you what you're about that's really what's going to guide you right because if you don't start with that if you don't know who you really are what you're really about then it's going to be hard to start your own business nonprofit, whatever it is those things are all on the table but look at it take a really good close look at yourself and listen to fallen 360 and all our fucking stupid <laughs> antics and stories that we have to say because at the end of the day that'll just kind of you know bring you back to you know the old days we have a show one of the episodes or one of the segments is called uh, tales from the guard tower right so everything and anything you might have talked in the guard tower it's all it's all it's all up for grabs in this episode there. so that's it so um wanted to thank you again uh mario not only like i said for helping me with the technical gear getting the audio up to speed and things like that uh taking your time you know having me be on your show um everything you've done for me and uh, our listeners here just want to say thank you very much uh, for letting me record in your studio today, as a matter yeah. of fact. <laughs> of course, buddy. And then uh, as I close out the show, as I normally do, like I said, first of all, I got to give all glory to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, because without him, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't even be here to do all this stuff. 
I got to thank my family, my wife, and my children for supporting me uh, and everything that I'm doing. And of course, if you want to uh, contact us, give us some feedback, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, you can uh, email us at info at vetsforbiz.us. Give us some feedback on the show, listen in. And of course, we always thank Mario and Crystal from Fallen 360, but now you've heard it from the man himself. And I'm actually going to get Crystal on because she's another uh, inspiring story, too. It's not only she's a soldier, she's a cancer survivor, um, she's a therapist. Yeah. I call her the American badass. So <laughs> she's, she's, pretty, she's pretty awesome. So yeah, you might have to adjust your, your audio for her because she's got a little bit of a higher pitch yeah, voice. Yeah, I'm going to turn that mic down a lot. <laughs> I have to buy special mics just for her. So, <laughs> All right, so that'll uh, that'll wrap it up for uh, this episode, episode number six of Here's the Deal. And um, like I said, if you have any uh, any comments or feedback, give us a shout. We're out.